listening to the Tell Me About It podcast, Hot Tub Hot Takes Edition. In this season, join Sarah, Liz, and some special guests as they take on some hot topics that may have you thinking, are they really about to go there? And the best part, every conversation will happen in the brand new Chosen Girl Hot Tub. Join us in the hot tub every Tuesday where opinions will be left out to dry and new perspectives are encouraged and welcome. And if you find yourself fired up about these hot takes, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review in your podcast app of choice. So grab your Chick-fil-A sweet tea and swimsuit and let's get this party started. Hot Tub Hot Takes is a division of the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast and is not meant to display or support any exclusive opinion on matters discussed in the hot tub. The content of this podcast is not intended to replace time spent in the word. The side effects of this podcast may include, but are not limited to, increased humility, compassion, participation in discipleship, and increased appetite for God's truth. Listeners are cautioned to avoid hateful conversation, wreaking havoc on social media, and or opinionated ranting upon listening. We recommend doses of thoughtful reflection and respect on disagreements instead. Chosen Girl acts as an advocate to many sides of different coins and hopes to ultimately seek truth and spur transformation of common misconceptions. Always consult your primary grace provider and seek the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit over popular culturally. This water do be feeling real warm. Did they fix the thing? Did they just finally turn it on? <laughs> you don't think it's warm? I don't know. No. You don't think it's warm? I mean, it's not as cold as it has been. That's so, it but it's hot also outside. hot outside. That's yeah. true. You might, you might be on to something. I'm like, I'm going to have to get in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. What up? <laughs> hey, chosen girlies. <laughs> <laughs> it's our other residential chosen boy. Chosen boy? Boy? Chosen man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry if you cringe. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just We've got TJ cut. back on the podcast. Hello. Or as my kids call you, GJ. GJ. So precious. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast no on your vacation. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, our sponsors will pay you well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. <laughs> we don't have any sponsors. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast in the morning. Totally, totally, totally. And today we're bringing you another hot take in the hot tub. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tradition versus theology. Ding, ding. That's right. I love that. <laughs> We're talking denomination, y'all. There yeah. are a few people that like, ooh. Round one. <laughs> Hope you brought your steel toe boots. Oh, yes. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I feel like there's so many things within the church that I don't know what the origins truly are, if everything mm-hmm. is truly tradition or if it is theology. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. But also, I would at the very end, I definitely want, would love for you to touch on like what to do if additional topics come up in the future that someone's like... I don't know. How do I find more information? Because um, if you all listened to last week's episode, you know, we had Riley on the pod and he is in seminary right now. um, And DJ is as well. Yep. I also want to like say right off the bat, I don't know everything. What? Yeah, I know. Well, crap. I'm so we'll sorry. just stop recording okay. now. Yeah. That's well, why we thanks had for you having on me, here. y'all. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, though, like, <laughs> talking to my mentor, Isaac, like, I'll ask him questions sometimes just because I'm curious. And I think this is Riley's mentor as well, Isaac. Um, I think he's been on here, actually. Oh, he's yeah. actually the resident theologian of this podcast. There you go. Yes. There so he is also the mentor yeah. of this podcast. There you yes. go. Continue on. <laughs> well, yeah. So like, I'll just ask him questions and I'm like, what is this? What is that? And he's like, his answer is like sternly, but lovingly. Why does it matter? I don't <sighs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll just forget I even thought about it <laughs> and <Yes>. move on. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. Every conversation leads to us talking about being humble and how insignificant like our thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that every single, like, this is the what. 
eighth hot tub hot take. I think so. And we are every single one we have a track record like eight for eight have come to that conclusion like we are not god we don't know anything mm-hmm. so we need to be humble we need to be keeping in step with the spirit we need to be learning and growing but mm-hmm. we will never know all things right. until yeah. we yeah. are with jesus for sure i kind of have that mindset so like last time i was on here I, I was talking about mental health stuff with my job and in the position i'm in some people will ask me like questions about like the job description or just a company in general or whatever and like I know most of them but uh, I always have that mindset like check your handbook read read the work handbook and yeah. if you still have questions then come back to me and I kind of have that same mindset like if you ask me a question that I don't know I'm like read the bible yes. <laughs> you can read it just like I can so it's, true. it's kind of a I mean it's obviously different but it's kind of a similar situation like if you're not sure Obviously, the Bible is there to read it, but also there is good people out there to, to help you interpret it and read it and understand it better. And that's what I hope to be able to do yes. <laughs> today and in, in the future when yeah. I learn more. We're going to put that disclaimer at the beginning of every podcast now. Right. This is so true. You know, I'm so glad that <clears throat> glad that you brought this up, especially just the fact that we don't know things. And a lot of times we don't know just simply because we have not taken the initiative mm-hmm. to pick up the Bible and to read it for ourselves. Um, I, I know that personally, I'm thinking about a, a personal story. My, my dad was a, a pastor, as you all know, and he was preaching from the pulpit and our church was incredibly small, but um, just like the faithful, it's like two family, two families put together. So he's standing up there and he literally just stops the sermon. He's like, do y'all not read your Bibles? <laughs> And we're like, yeah. And then I remember later that time, right? (laughs) In true Cleo fashion. Um, And later he was just like, I I, I was asking and telling about the question or, you know, responding. And he was like, why didn't you say anything? And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, you know, I I don't know. I didn't want to be wrong. He's Mm -hmm. like, well, you should just say something. And I said, well, I think you doubt that people read because they don't speak. But there's a lot of times when people straight up don't read and they yeah. speak a lot don't don't mistake like respect for ignorance maybe yeah. like i, I don't want to disrespect you by speaking up even though you may or may not have been wrong kind yeah of deal. exactly really, yeah but and then the abraham lincoln quote it's like i would so much rather someone i'm butching this um <laughs> butching, botching it i'm botching it um <laughs> like no like wonder if I'm stupid then open my mouth and give them no doubt uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. I think more people should adopt that into yeah. their every day <laughs> including me it, it's tough I, so here's one of the things when it comes to um, theology versus tradition there's a lot of things that I think different dom- denominations whether you're Catholic or Protestant and that we adopt because of tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there's some things that are in the word that are mentioned because of tradition um, and may not be as theological as what we might have thought that they mm-hmm. have been. And that's something we kind of touched on last week. But right off the bat, what do you think are one of the biggest, um, I guess, hot takes or one of the biggest things that people cling really hard to that's tradition and not so much theology? Um, well, for, since it is hot takes, we'll throw some out there. Oh, yeah, make us a list. Yeah, a grocery so, list. Uh, specifically denominational things. Um, I feel like those are more so man-made than people realize. Um, different interpretation of the Bible is going to help you to make decisions differently, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
different things such as what days we take communion or, or how often we even take them. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking it on the first Sunday versus the third or every Sunday or once a year, or once a quarter, or whatever, I don't know that it specifies how often you are to take communion or mm-hmm. what day or anything like that. Um, different versions of the Bible, um, King James mm-hmm. Version, NIV, ESV, A, it doesn't matter. They're all out there. It doesn't specify you must read, thou shalt read this version. Like, it doesn't say that. So that, I think that's more so a tradition. Um, uh, actually, one I, I thought was very interesting was wearing your Sunday best. Okay, um, tell me more. And, and that's that's more so of a tradition. Um, I, I remember growing up, I got, I don't, I don't want to say bullied, but it was kind of like, hey, if you're coming to church, you have to wear a collar shirt. Mm. You have to wear pants. You, you can't come in here if you're wearing basketball shorts and a T-shirt. And I just don't see God saying, do you remember that Sunday on <laughs> November 12th of 2009 when you <laughs> wore shorts to church? Um, so I think that's, and you can speak mm-hmm. more on the tradition part, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard, I was taught, I guess, mm-hmm. in school, that it was more so tradition uh, from from back when slavery, because they were it the is. only time that they could actually dress nicely, so mm-hmm. that was, hey, wear your Sunday wear best. Wear your Sunday best. Um, and so I think we've adopted that, and, and a lot of, I, I would specifically say, southern yes. denominations are like, hey, you come up, and, mm-hmm. and you wear your Sunday best. And I'm not saying it's not respectful. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is respectful. I I do dress, you know, try to dress Sunday somewhat nice when I go to church because it is respectful. And I think it is, it is a good tradition. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's not, but I don't think that it is theological, theologically correct, I guess. I I mean, I'm having personal flashbacks to being (laughs) about seven years old and getting to wear pants to church for the first Mm -hmm. time. Mm. And because I was so tired of wearing dresses. Sure. I mean, of course, when you get to the age of seven, you're just like, I'm I'm grown. I want to make my own decisions. Totally. And it was very much so that like you always wore your Sunday best. You always wore a collared shirt or a dress and like you looked nice before you went to church. Um, And I don't know if this I don't think it's a hot take to say that. I think that it's a good thing that we've broadened our viewpoints mm-hmm. when it comes to those types of traditions that we've taken to be like, how are are you really glorifying God if you're not bringing your best to church? Mm-hmm. You can only bring your best to church. I think sometimes right. might have been the message taken away from that, and especially to those that made that had not grown up in it. But on the outside looking in, it's like, can I do that? Right. Yeah. And did it hinder someone's yep. opportunity to come and know, you know, come mm-hmm. come to the faith sooner or come be accepted into a community of believers sooner Mm -hmm. just something as simple as clothing yeah and and I think it's important to know that it it is important to dress nice Mm -hmm. and but it's also important to not shame someone if they can't or decide not to even Mm -hmm. um because I mean let's be honest not everyone can afford nice clothes every Sunday um, I, I think of, I was talking to a fellow classmate a few weeks ago, and he said that he actually reads the hymns before they sing them sometimes now because he heard a hymn one time that, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was some hymn that was talking about like, like, Lord, you blessed me. Lord, you've given me clothing. Lord, you've given me shelter, all this stuff, mm-hmm. like, because you are good or whatever. And he actually had someone in the congregation that was homeless. Mm. Yeah. And... So they approached him and was like, well, what have I done wrong? 
Wow. The Lord did not bless me with clothing. The Lord did mm-hmm. not bless me with shelter, with housing. So what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And so now he's like, that hymn is no longer going to be sang in my church because it depicts God differently than how God actually is. It may just be a song that someone thought was yeah. about their experience right. with God, but mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. applicable yeah. to, to everybody. what the word says or like, yeah. that's, that's one of my, I, mm, I have a hot take. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with like gospel or Christian songs that are just like good songs that I call them story songs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I will tell y'all, if I'm in a worship setting, I do not want to hear a story song. Oh I want to yes. be singing something that mm-hmm. like exalts the name yes. of God. Yes. I've and got not one in my mind lifting right up now. me. Do you want to say it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The blessing. I think that song is beautiful. It is a yes. phenomenal like that song. That song brought me through a lot of anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. it's not like me absolutely. giving glory to yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a phenomenal song. Beautiful song. Yeah. But yeah. Does it worship God? And, and and you have to very be very, you know, loosely say that because sure, like how could one worship God wrong and worship? Is, uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. But... I just don't think that it worships God. Well, and the song is important because it's scripture. Right. It's it's directly, it's it's a prayer blessing Mm -hmm. from scripture. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with singing scripture over yourself, over your Mm -hmm. family, over your children, over the future. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just like, if I'm going to worship God, then like, let's Mm -hmm. do it. You know, like let's worship him. So you've said, we've said this a couple of times within this that tradition isn't necessarily bad mm-hmm. when does it get bad um i think when it is anything that is putting someone down someone like one of god's creations if it's yeah. if it's you know putting them down in any way har- harming them hurting them um and if it just goes against the word in general mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. th- that's a pretty obvious one um and and i think whenever it causes like just unnecessary division mm-hmm. because yeah. I think that is a big thing whenever you're discussing what is tradition or what is theology, what is biblical is, is we get so caught up in what it is and what it isn't that we forget the main reason and that we're all serving the same God. So true. And I think that's when it's very dangerous is when we're focusing on arguing against each other when the world is already against us. And we talked about this. That's so good. We talked about this in an earlier episode of like using the Bible in like a me-centered way mm-hmm. to make scripture apply to us and yeah. what could be called our agenda. Yeah. So like an example of that is like I had a friend in high school who was my age, by the way. This, this is just a really appalling statement I'm about to say that thought that our church was not biblical because we had like a band, like mm-hmm. drums, guitar, yep. bass, etc. And they thought that we were not only not biblical, that we were, like, doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we just had to agree to disagree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I've even heard, like, and we talked about this in the hot tub too, Liz, like, scripture defending things in history such as slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, there was slavery in the Bible. I'm like, excuse me? Like, they, pardon? Like, like, pardon? Yeah. Like, just because it's recorded yeah. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's 
like supported yeah. like like Absolutely. it's it's giving merit to that. Absolutely. And so I think that what you said hit the nail on the head like is what we're pushing for the agenda of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to call it an agenda of the gospel mm-hmm. for the furthering yeah. of the gospel yeah. or for our own selfish desires, very like Pharisee mm-hmm. minded um, that, that can, that can yeah. tend to happen. Absolutely. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through your text messages with you and your husband and say, this is about me reading it from your point of view. Yeah. Thank that's, you. That's about you. <laughs> Obviously, right? Like that, that, those are your text messages. Those are yours. And a lot of the, the letters in the Bible, specifically like the letters that regard, you know, female preachers and um, slavery and all that stuff, like those were letters to the people of that time. Mm-hmm. We are not the people of that time. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it to you all. So we need to have you back on um, for the feminist conversation we're yeah. going to have. That's yeah. a big buzzword that gets it a lot a of people buzzword. rowdy. Yeah. Um, or just not even feminism, but just females in sure. spirituality and faith mm-hmm. and church and leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some signs that... Or, or what are some ways that we can kind of do an audit of ourselves and look at the things that we do and kind of decipher like, oh, okay, this is tradition, but this is healthy. Like it's not harming anyone. Like I, even I love a routine, right. you know, which could be a form of tradition. Mm-hmm. And then what's something that maybe we need to like throw out? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, Period. I'm thinking of so many of them, like, like how we sell, we talk about Advent almost every year. Yeah. We talk about Lent every year. You've already mentioned taking communion. I mean, there's so many different things. Tithing, you know, yeah. there's the, the word says a lot about tithing, but how much to tithe and what we're obligated to do, mm-hmm. what, what, what is perpetuated and promoted by the church varies between denominations and churches individually. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, there's so many things out there. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important to have, like, like obviously having people around you. Um, I, I, let me back up. The first thing is to be in the Word yourself. Period. I, it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's so obvious, we overlook it. Like we were talking about at the beginning, people come to me and come to you all and ask you questions. And it's like, well, have you read it? Like, right. what do you think it says? Like, go look, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of harsh, but <laughs> read it. Yeah. Um, so I think being in the Word and just kind of understanding that the Word is there, but it's not just there. It's not the surface level. You need to dig more than just reading it and seeing the word slaves and saying, oh, slaves are there, so it's okay. Like, false. Right. Read it and actually read it. And I don't know if, if last week Riley talked about like exegesis and exegetical reading, which is just like digging in and actually doing some in-depth reading of mm-hmm. the scripture. So the world behind the text, which is what's going on in that time that it was written. Mm-hmm. And then the world of the text was like, if we're talking specifically Paul's letters, who was Paul writing these to and what was going on in their place and why was he writing them? Right. And then we can look at the world of the text or the world in the text and, and say, how can this relate to me now? Yeah. Without making everything about me, how can I relate to kind of similar situations and bring that to how I can live my life now. The principles. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So doing some in-depth reading and and kind of understanding that it's not about what it says exactly, but kind of the situation as a whole. And then I would say it's also important to have those around you who are there to help you do that. 
because mm-hmm. I could read something completely different than you and yeah. then Liz and then everyone that's listening. That's just how it is. So I think it's important, like you would have several different versions of the Bible when you read, to have several different people reading mm-hmm. and helping you to kind of understand and see things differently and kind of keep you on track and making sure like, hey, I see you're doing this maybe not the most accurate thing or maybe not furthering the kingdom the way you think it is because we yeah. are humans and we make mistakes. What? Mm. Yeah, I know. Not chosen Bobber. girls. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No one. Couldn't be us. How? Um, oh my gosh, I had a thought and it left me. But one of the things that, I, that I'll say um, when, while you're talking about different versions, like reading different versions and things, and I think some, uh, in, in, it's important to, one, read your Bible, Two, I so encourage to read multiple versions. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in a church that only used KJV, but it wasn't like a hard, like, we only believe in KJV, right. but that's just what my dad preached from. Um, growing up, found a version that I liked. I know Sarah and I read, I think all of us read different versions here, mm-hmm. but it's so great to have that, that separate perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking the time and giving yourself space to truly read. Um, as y'all know, like, if you've been with us for a while, you know, last year my challenge for myself was to read the Bible in a year. And this year I kind of came back and I was like, I feel like we're in a really great rhythm of, you know, reading on the daily, on, on a daily basis, which is great. But realizing that, did I really digest all the things Mm -hmm. I read? Mm, Quantity versus quality. It is quantity. Yeah. Quality uh, every time. And so there's something to be said about taking aside that separate time to really just take it step by Mm -hmm. step, you know, verse by verse, um, and getting rid of the sense the air of perfection as mm-hmm. like, it does not have to be a certain amount every day. It does not have to be, you know, this, this, you don't have to memorize every verse that you read. Sure. Um, but breaking that down, I think tearing down that barrier helps you get closer to recognizing what the theology is. Right. If you're asking the Holy spirit to like, Hey, I don't understand this. Can you, can you reveal it to me? Bring someone to tell it to me. Just help me understand like God, right. I'm seeking your word. Not one time have I ever asked and he not delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's another, again, that personal responsibility. Yeah. Like as, as a Christian that's seeking to learn and to grow, um, just an individual in general, like for, it's not even for the, the benefit of others because you can share it, but also for yourself to learn to know God on a deeper level. The more you read, the more you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's something, I mean, I'll, Admit, I'll be the first to admit I don't do that every time. Like I make mistakes too. I make I definitely I've caught myself finishing my scripture for the day and being like, check that box, on to the next thing to do, <laughs> and like realizing like I need to sit down and actually get in depth of reading this because yeah. it it's a lot more than just surface level mm-hmm. checking off a box, moving on kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and even not just I mean obviously the Bible should be our number one source of like spirituality. But even, like, doing an audit of our um, traditions, like, to me, I remember I grew up, like, the churches that I went to, they were mostly KJV. Then it kind of, like, meandered to NIV. And I remember hearing, you know, people, particularly older people, saying things like, well, you really need to be reading in, in KJV. And someone showed me a article source one time talking about, you know, when how how KGV came about with like the literal King James getting the Bible translated from the original Greek and Hebrew uh-huh. into what we have today and how at that time the writings like of like Shakespeare and the way that people talked was in that 
way. Right. And I think that like just over time, we get this sense of like, for me, the experience was like, oh, this is like a holier, more reverent way of talking. Mm -hmm. But really, like back then, they were just trying to get people to read the Bible. So they like wrote it in a way that was relevant, just as if the message, which was created in like 2010, 2004, maybe somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we talk now yeah it's it's sure. the millennial bible sure, yeah. is what i call it yeah and so <laughs> and, and it's for people to understand and want mm-hmm. to grasp and so i think that i lived with kind of feeling not not guilt but like just a little bit of paranoia of, of like am i doing the right thing by not reading the king james version or mm. new king james version and then discovering the why behind it was behind the language and why it was written the way it was. I was like, Oh, so like, this is not hurting my, my knowledge. I'm actually, it could be because I don't understand this. Like I don't understand this book, so I'm not going to read something I don't understand. And so I'm going to move on to a a translation. I do understand. And if that's someone's preference, if you like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm an English major. I've read every work of Shakespeare. I, I can't say I loved them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't say I enjoyed reading them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, for me, I'm going to stick with ESV in the message. Yep. Yeah. Because right. I can understand it, mm-hmm. and I would rather comprehend yeah. than follow what may be a, a, a yeah. I mean, yeah. man-made rule. Right. Well, and I feel like I'm obligated to tell everyone KJV is one of the most inaccurate versions out there <laughs> so you have a civil dun, dun, responsibility maybe don't just go strictly off KJV I'm not going to say don't read it because you can read it obviously mm-hmm. but I think you should have other versions and I think that's with any I wouldn't say yeah. NIV needs to be read alone or ESV yeah. needs to be read alone I think there needs to be multiple versions because like I, I had this conversation with my coworkers. like if we looked at the very first like like blueprints of how to make, make an airplane those are the most accurate ones to the very first time it was invented. But we've had a lot of progress with our mm-hmm. <laughs> ingenuity really and true. our engineering. So why would we do that when we could use the new blueprints for the new airplanes? And now, no, we don't even know how airplanes fly. But still, we've come a long way between two yeah. brothers hopping on this cardboard thing and flying 20 <laughs> feet versus us flying Popsicle across the stick. world. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, sure, KJV is, you know, the closest i guess i don't know how what people argue for it but it's it's not 100 percent the most accurate yeah and it's sure <laughs> with that you know use other things yeah you know here's a little pro tip um actually riley and i were having this conversation about two weeks ago um and he said i really wish that you could just read the two versions side by side or two versions of the bible side by side and i said you what? can just turn and your iPad like, sideways. What? Exactly. Yeah, I said, I know that you're reading your Bible oh, on your I, phone, but use your iPad and you can pull up two different versions side by side. Wow. I see. I'm thinking like open another book. <laughs> I was not thinking <laughs> off of a phone at all. I was like, what can. do we mean? I'm like, if you don't have both, but you know, right, don't yeah. be afraid to, I'm like, I'm a, thank, thank God for the Bible app. Cause I love yeah, being able to, absolutely. to just click on a set of verses and click compare and look at them in some other mm-hmm. translations. Also, while we're talking about this blue letter Bible, or get you a concordance that has done wonders for me. Like while um, I'll be sitting in church and we're reading over something, I'll be like, I wonder what the original word was for this particular word. Being able to go and look it up and see what it was in Greek or Hebrew and understanding, like seeing the full definition helps me understand deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. And it just, it it gives a little, a sense of clarity to, to what's actually happening here. Without having to take several Greek and Hebrew classes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most apps are free. So yeah, for sure. 
it's it's definitely like I remember when I first learned about that I was like wow this is crazy and then yeah. you, and then it really does open your eyes like oh, mm-hmm. okay maybe my tradition is wrong about this and this because it the tradition says this but the Greek translation from scripture says this so mm-hmm. and I think that's why the Holy Spirit is so important too like Amen. I remember I grew up going to a Christian mm-hmm. private school that way back when it was the Church of Christ denomination which nothing wrong with that I grew up on Wednesday nights going to a Church of Christ that was right across my street um, Hunter grew up um, going with his grandmother to her church, which is Church of Christ. And there are a lot of stereotypical um, traditions that surround that. And I feel qualified because I did attend to, like, <laughs> share, not picking on, but, you know, just I remember dancing was a big taboo thing. Oh, yeah. Um, instruments, big taboo mm-hmm. thing. And church, all beautiful acapella worship, absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Um, but I remember reading the verse, like, when I was, like, Fourteen about David dancing before the Lord until his clothes fell off, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Crap it! I really love to dance." <laughs> like, and and I remember thinking, like, "Am I still wrong for like wanting to dance?" And I was also confused because I was a cheerleader at this private school, and we danced. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, "Okay, so it's okay organized with a group, but I don't, I we don't have prom, so I don't think it's okay doing it like that." And I'm like, "You know what? Like, y'all know me. If there's live music." I'm a dance. Yes. I'm on the dance floor. She's not good. She's not graceful, but she's having a great time. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm really dancing for no reason to impress anyone or to obviously not mm-hmm. to seduce anyone. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, you know what? Therefore, I've come to the conclusion that that tradition, um, it's giving footloose mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> to me. <laughs> it was more of just like a rule that maybe someone put into place mm-hmm. because they saw like too promiscuous of dancing or or whatever um and you know david was dancing naked so Mm -hmm. what uh, do with that what you will no i'm just kidding he was doing it before the lord yeah don't just dance naked in church yes and (laughs) even that of like instruments like was Mm -hmm. it because like maybe someone didn't have an instrument or Mm -hmm. i know that there's a verse that's used to defend that that says praise the lord with the harp and the tambourine Mm -hmm. and like raise your voice or you know things like that and so people are like oh okay we should only raise our voice right yeah and so i'm like okay but we can't throw the baby out with the bath water Mm -hmm. What if we've got to look at context? Mm -hmm. We've got to even look at intent of what's happening today. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is a Christian, yeah, is a Christian band playing these instruments for human approval or to like literally create a worship experience for Mm -hmm. those who are worshiping? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that that's. That's a conversation I had with a coworker who is Church of Christ with the instruments because he was like, he was talking about like, well, the one of the biggest issues with it is because people want to use their quote unquote blessings that God gave them to be able to play an instrument for their own benefit. Hey, look at me, I'm leading worship. Hey, look at me, we have gotcha. the best worship, or we have you know the coolest light show on stage with smoke and loudest <laughs> speakers and like all this stuff. And if that is your intent, then you're better off using nothing but your voice. Mm-hmm. But if your totally. intent to is to actually worship God and use the blessings that He's given you, the abilities that He's given you to worship God then I think that's okay. I think that is fine. Like I, I think totally. your intent is there, your heart is there, and that's where I believe tradition can be theology. Yeah. yeah. 
And I mean, I'll even just to not single out church across people. I, <laughs> I, my grandmother and my mom were raised very like hardcore Pentecostal Church mm-hmm. of God, which is literally, I th- if there was a spectrum, would be completely the opposite of yeah. the COC yeah. denomination. <laughs> um, and I even grew up with some people who were in the Pentecostal Church of God um, denomination. And I remember I felt very judged and was uh-huh. publicly judged for wearing the little makeup that I do wear or wearing pants or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that it's so important to note that, and this is just me talking, not saying we should or should not wearing, be wearing makeup or we should or should not be having instruments. It's about how we treat people with our own convictions. If you feel convicted in this particular tradition, Mm -hmm. I think that that's great. I I admire nothing more than someone sticking to what they feel convicted to do. I really have a lot of admiration and respect for that person. The minute that you illogically, is that the word? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we know what you mean. Illogically mm-hmm. project your mm-hmm. personal convictions yeah. that can't be accurately um, defined or supported by Scripture onto other people in an unkind way. That's that's when I can't yeah. get behind it. And that's Absolutely. when it seems yeah. a little bit more traditional than theological. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had... So at my job, I had someone who's Church of Christ. I had someone that actually goes to your church there. Yes. Um, I had someone who was actually the Mormon. Snake, snake handling church right yeah (laughs) and i had someone who's mormon yeah so we had a lot of versions of beliefs and diversity and theology there and it was nice to love both of them it was nice to just or all three of them it was nice to just sit there and talk with them and just have a conversation and realize like i don't agree with you but i still love you and and you still love me and we all love god right yes Mm -hmm. so I, i think it's like you said when you're ill intent to belittle someone or say they are right or wrong that's when you have to draw the line of maybe or maybe not but that's not right yeah, yeah. because what's we're we're all agreeing on the core belief mm-hmm. of the gospel right which makes us all so much more alike than we can mm-hmm. even yes. imagine yeah. yes and i really hate seeing and this is like so naive like pollyanna like why can't we all just get along yeah. like when preference becomes more important yep. than like the principle mm-hmm. of what we're actually yeah. doing i also think it's we get into a dangerous territory when we believe that our thoughts on theology or tradition become more important than people totally. in the sense of um our, our i mean this is um, just as riley said last week on the pod you know our, our job here is to love the lord with all of our heart and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if our traditions are getting in the way of us being able to love the people that God has placed in our lives, um, or if there's a reason that we love our traditions more than uh-huh. more than God or more than the things that he's called us to, then it's, a t- it's time to reevaluate. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and I have, like, such a love-hate relationship with denominations yeah, yeah. for that reason. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing that... That people can interpret things differently mm-hmm. and worship God differently and have their own way with or without instruments, with or without dancing, with your hands in the air while sitting down. It doesn't matter. I think that part is beautiful, but I also hate the part that it does cause so much diversity and we neglect the greatest of these commandments, which is to love others, love God and love others. Mm-hmm. And that—that that is, like you said, I think that's when it, it becomes a problem is when you're letting your different beliefs intervene with 
your true calling and and that's the part of denominations that I hate and so it, that, every time someone asks me, like, what do you think about denominations? I'm like, we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to take a right yeah. check. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they really, like, looking at the positive sides are so useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, if you are not as charismatic, if you're a quiet worshiper, there's a church for you. Yeah. If you are a charismatic worshiper, there is a church for you. And the point of it is not your own interest. It's how you worship yeah like if if you happen to worship better in a quiet setting by all means find a quiet place you know yeah if you are very expressive in your love language with not only people but with mm-hmm. god yeah find sure. a charismatic church yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah i think I, it's important when you say that to be careful with it and find a church that accepts you no matter what with it as well you know yeah you know, like, and that, that, that might be off topic a little no, bit. No, go but, ahead. But yeah, just finding a church that if you want to get up and run around or or stand up or sit down, I think that's important to mm-hmm. understand. Like, Totally. Your preference is, is seen and it's appreciated and it's loved. I mean, God made you. Absolutely. So he knows if you like to, if you're one of those and you yeah. like to stand up and you want to have that freedom, you want to be in a space where you feel free to do that. God wants that for you. Yep. So true. I'm like, the only thing we have to offer him is the praise of our lips. And mm-hmm. so if that means for what that looks like for you, he wants that. Yep. I didn't understand what you were saying at first. And now I completely understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was, it was me, not you. <laughs> That's how I went. Yeah. <laughs> My poker face was not good during that moment. Yeah, I, I no, I agree. Like, if you if you want to raise your hands or if you want to sit down, you are not judged harshly mm-hmm. for either one. Yeah, because you don't know that person's heart, what's going on. Mm-hmm. The person raising their hands could be completely like fake in their worship, sure. and the person being quiet could be the most sincere mm-hmm. form of worship you've yeah. ever seen. You really can't judge yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. we, but we, that's the whole point. Don't judge it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've, 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 I've talked to Isaac about it before and he's like, sometimes I will sit down intentionally to show the congregation that it is okay. And it is possible to sit down and worship God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's stood up and put his hands in the air and he's just reached his hands out. He's quietly stood there with his hands in his pocket and there's no wrong way. Yeah. yeah. That's so. really good. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, it can be a beautiful thing. It really can. If we let it. If we let it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we've talked about this with everybody, like getting along across party lines mm-hmm. amongst denomination. I think it's it's already been said here. It, we shouldn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. We should be humble. We should be educated. But we should also be aware yeah. of, like, why do we believe what we believe and not just have uh, grandma's theology, as Absolutely. Riley put it. Yeah. Um, I, I love when he says that because it's so accurate. <laughs> and if Riley's grandma, if anyone is accurate, so it's true. Riley's grandma. True. Grammy's and, and he Saint will tell Sammy. you, yeah, mm-hmm. she's wonderful. He'll tell you that. He'll say it. And it's like, if Riley says it, it's got to be true because Miss <laughs> Sammy don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any other um, cautionary things that you would like to tell our listeners about denomination or just encouragement about denomination? Um, hmm, that's a tough one. I don't know if there's anything specific that we haven't touched on, really. I feel like we've covered a lot yeah, of bases. We, did, we covered a lot of ground, and I feel like I hope we weren't too vague. 
But do you want to say anything specifically? No, I think that I think that's it. Do yeah, you want to share a hot God take? Yes, that's literally <laughs> how that's how Riley ended yeah. his talk. There I you promise go. you. Yeah, there's a reason we're all besties. Yeah. <laughs> love God and love others. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have a hot take you'd like to share? Whether that be on pop culture, food, um, sports, Ooh. fashion. Man, that's tough. Do you want to know? Get, do you want to guess what Riley's was? Riley's was he hated Crocs. <gasps> No, but it was Nutella. Wow, really? Yeah, he hates Nutella. Interesting. Okay. Is it Nutella or Nutella? Depends on if you're from the South. True. I don't know. (laughs) Nutella. Nutella. (laughs) Nutella. We'll get some of that Nutella. Um, And it's not a hot take that you hate candy corn. I wish you wouldn't say that. uh, Well, I do. (laughs) Not a hot take, but I do hate candy corn. Sitting between two people who love candy corn. Yes. I'm glad you don't like it. Yeah. We'll We'll eat it all. More for us. Good. Please do. When I you, will. If you have any leftovers, just throw them in the candle warmers because it'll just melt. You've had oh the wrong God. brand. <laughs> you got to right. get Brock's. That's right. That's right. There are the different brands? Yes. yes. Just wow. like jelly beans, everything else. Fancy wax. Uh, you know what? I think your hot take could be that you don't like chocolate. I was fixing to say that, actually. <sighs> I, I, and I like some chocolate, but it's very, like, I like Reese's. And that may be it. That's a, that's that's the best chocolate. That's my favorite chocolate. Yeah. I mean, it's Reese's. Delicious. Like brownies, no. Chocolate chip cookies, no. Chocolate what? ice cream, chocolate cake, none of that. And, you know, for that reason, Chosen Girl, we're telling you to disregard everything this man just said. <laughs> love God, love others. <laughs> Except for that. <laughs> Even those everything chocolate. else. <laughs> don't trust this man. I don't like pickles, too. Does that count as a hot take? You don't like pickles? Yeah, I don't oh, like pickles. I hate pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that might be the... My, I'd, I would eat an entire thing of brownies before I would even smell a pickle, probably. Wow. Yeah. Hate them. Strong feelings. Isn't yeah. it the worst when you get to Chick-fil-A, you order a number Gross. one. Yeah. You say no pickles. You put pickles yeah. on You can taste the juice it's when there. you take a bite it's into there. it. I've had to. Yeah. I, I don't exchange things, y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't send things mm-hmm. back to the yeah. kitchen. I have sent a number yeah. one back. <laughs> yeah. And I almost felt the need to lie and say I'm allergic to pickles. Oh, yeah. Because I felt so well, don't they, diva-ish. Don't they, like, deep fry their stuff in, like, some pickle juice stuff? I think stuff they put a little bit in their breading. Their chicken, the pickle, uh, pickle yeah. juice. Yeah. But I, I don't taste, taste that. that. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't taste it's that. It's different. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I think that's the only part of Chick-fil-A that is not the Lord. I think that's not of the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> well, you know, we're all imperfect. We're on this earth. Exactly. That mm-hmm. is the prime example. Yeah. Even Chick-fil-A makes mistakes with their pickles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Paul had the thorn in his flesh. That's <laughs> the thorn in Chick-fil-A's pickles flesh. Pickles are thorns for sure. Yes. <laughs> pickles are thorns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, there's another hot take in the hot tub that's not so hot. That's right. But we're mm-hmm. working on it. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back here next week for yet again another hot take. And maybe a lukewarm tub. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.